And one of the one of the most important things, I think, we're all micro brands. Uh, very, very, very rare you would see an actual brand. We're micro brands. And what do people do? They don't know you. They don't know your name. They go to Amazon. The first thing they're going to do is go to Google. And if your social media or if your website doesn't look good, it's not consistent, then you'll have a problem. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about something really cool, social media tips for 2023. We're going to be talking about social media predictions, how to utilize and repurpose UGC, and what should you avoid when growing your brand on social media? That's going to be interesting. Can't wait to talk to my guest about that. So welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Did I mention we're going to be talking about social media tips for 2023? That's right, we are. Well, our guest today is born in Moscow, Russia. Our guest immigrated to the U.S. in 2015. She aspired to go to an Ivy League college until her life took a completely different turn. She graduated high school two years early and is now working as a creative manager at the uh, product development agency Ritz uh, Momentum. She specializes in social media and product development, uh, and we're talking about Lisa Ritz. Can't wait to talk to her. Kelsey, let's have a word from our sponsor. I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors to help keep this podcast running. The Lunch with Norm podcast would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post-Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Jeff Schick Law, Rebate.com, Honu Worldwide, Digital Blacksmiths, Netfluence, Extreme Power, and Startup Club. Now back to the show. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I actually kind of like when you I heard when the last thing that you were saying about growing your account, uh, right and, po and posting like, like at least once a day and staying consistent. And if you take anything away from this episode is consistency, right? One of the things that Norm is, is that he's super authentic about his content. And that's just another really good variable to have. And actually, one of my like my passion for social media started uh, by following this one guy who, just like Norm, uh, his commitment started with uh, posting at least one reel a day on Instagram for an entire year. And the cool thing is, is that uh, just recently he posted a compilation, and this man has over six hundred thousand followers on Instagram, and they're all organic. So I know it seems hard from the start, and you know you don't want to do it. You think that. You have just enough sales without any external traffic, but I promise you that if your product is already good and you're already getting sales, just imagine how great it could be uh, with external traffic and growing organically. Yeah, and I'll kind of like jump right into there. No, no, I like I I appreciate that. I can give you an example as this uh, of this as well. So Colin Campbell, who's um just this crazy entrepreneur, he's been on twice. Uh, one of his companies uh, is called Meowingtons. 
And if you check out Meowingtons, they sell some products on Amazon, but they have an Instagram account of, I think the last time I checked it, there was about 750,000 followers. And how did they do it? They have a cartoon, a single cartoon they post once a day. And it's not even a reels. It's just, uh, it's constant that they have this group of followers that are looking for Milton the cat um, every single day. And they've been doing this for years and it's 750,000 people. So guess what? If they want to send a calendar or sell a calendar of Milton the cat, they got a few people that love this cat. And by the way, if you don't, you know Milton the cat. He is the most downloadable cat um, with, I think it's it's probably close to 3 billion downloads right now. Um, you've seen him. And uh, check it out. It's Milton the cat. And this is what uh, the Meowingtons has done to help build a brand awareness around their products, which is really cool. So anyways, um, consistency. <laughs> All right, let's get yeah, into exactly. talking. Um, now there is a slight delay uh, right now. So if I talk over top of you, um, it's not I'm not trying to do that, but this will all work out in editing. So uh, uh, hopefully uh, Kelsey can take care of that. I don't pay him much, but, um, you know, hopefully he can do that for us. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey. Uh, all right. So let's talk about social media predictions in 2023. Where do we start? Um, I think we start with the fact that watch time is going to start mattering more than the actual likes and comments on your content. So Instagram and TikTok are getting better at tracking the amount of time that a person has spent watching your content, which is one of the reasons it's important to have your content not be as long because what Instagram is going to be looking at is how much time a person has spent watching it, right? So let's say you have a reel that's one minute long and the person only watches five seconds of it, right? That's a very small ratio. But if you have a 15 second reel and the person watches five seconds of it, right? That's already 30%. So Instagram will be looking at the ratios versus uh, you know, the amount of likes or comments that content is getting. And that's how it's going to be able to tell what kind of content is best, uh, right? It's not perfected yet, but it's definitely going to start mattering more going into 2023, which is guides me into try to make your videos as short as possible, right? I know there's sometimes there's videos and the norm posts them that are longer, right? Because they yeah. want that you're providing value with them. And that content is also really good for when people see a short reel from you and then they go in your account and then they start looking for value on there, right? So that is very good content for people to look at after they jump into your account from a smaller reel or smaller video. So one of the, uh, yeah, yeah, it does. And, uh, Kelsey told me to keep my, my, uh, TikTok videos really short. I was doing them too long, but, uh, uh, anyways, one of the challenges I have with this, uh, zero to a hundred thousand followers is that I'm learning, I'm learning the platform and I have to go and understand TikTok. I'm taking courses just so I can show people, you know, what, just like the podcast, when we started out, it was horrible. And then we're evolving each, you know, every day, every month, we're trying to do better. But one of the things 
that I'm experiencing, and maybe you can help me out on this because you said time matters, is I'm looking at three levels. So I've got the the first one, that 15 second one or less, that just kind of talks about a point. Okay, so it, it might be um, just a quick title. And, it, you know, five mm -hmm. types of influencers. Do you know the five types of influencers? Blah, 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 blah. Stay tuned, follow. Then you go to uh, sort of the, the, um, the, the title, promise, the body uh, in the one minute long one. And then I try to educate in the much longer three minute one. Should I cut that out? And again, this is all on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere else uh, for the zero to 100,000 challenge. Um, what do you think about that? I think your educational ones should actually be one minute. And what I suggest doing there is creating a series, right? So that's another prediction for 2023. Series are going to be liked way more, right? So you're going to be posting different reels from time to time. But I'm sure many of you have seen a video before. It's like part one. Yeah. And then they say, like, they'll say a topic. And then part two, right? So sometimes it's actually better to have one topic, right? And then you just create a series with that throughout your entire feed. And then you just do that for separate topics instead of having to talk in one video for three minutes about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're, you would just get away from the three minute version all together and just go to one. Yeah, exactly. And then I will just use shorter ones that are 15 seconds yep. for CTA to get people onto my account. Fantastic. Uh, what are the platforms to be on? And are there any platforms coming up that uh, we, we're not that aware of? Or maybe me? <laughs> um, I think the best platforms is all platforms because to be honest, you never know how algorithm is going to pick up the content that you make, right? Uh, I, don't, I haven't really seen any social medias that are really coming up, but the ones that are kind of uh, undermined is Pinterest. Um, TikTok is very saturated and I think Instagram is very important for organic growth because Instagram is more strict about bots and bot mm -hmm. traffic so it's it's actually more easier to get uh better conversion rates on instagram uh but i think youtube shorts and pinterest are the ones that are kind of undermined right now uh because you're actually able to get a lot of good outreach through pinterest because people are will constantly go on pinterest to look for a specific topic and then they come over your video or your photo, right? And then they look at your account and then what they're going to do is then they're going to try and go find you on TikTok or Instagram. So it's not so much of a cool thing to like, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of followers on Instagram. It's more of like a third party that lets you get more following on these other platforms that are much bigger. Yeah, we, we were really mm -hmm. surprised about uh, Pinterest. We kind of stayed away. Like when I first launched uh, my beauty line back in 2015, I was all over Pinterest. And I did it myself. Right. I, I, I got in two feet and I do was just, I didn't job out anything back then. Uh, anyways, we didn't go there. We left it alone. Uh, when we rebranded the product, uh, I told Hayden, uh, that's my other son, uh, let's check this out. And it was Lauren Petrula. Do you know Lauren? You, you know Lauren. I think so. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you've met her at one of these events. <laughs> totally. Probably, so, most likely, honestly. I probably know her face for sure. She's she's awesome. She's like your mom. She's awesome. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, she told us about Pinterest. We ended up uh, trying it out and we couldn't believe the results. And all she did was say, try to pin, follow, comment five times a day. And we just saw this huge amount of traffic start to form. And, and she said, just don't stop. Do it for 30 days. And man, there's the case study. It, it yeah. really worked. Yeah, proof of concept for sure. And uh, so the cool thing is, is that, so Gary Vee, he, he was talking about this 10 years ago, right? He said social media is where it's going to be at. Um, and the cool thing is, is that marketplaces are start, start going to start to become social medias. I was talking during the summer, I think it was at, um, powwow or BDSS it was but I, t I was talking to someone and I said Amazon is going to become a social media right and they have the Amazon lives right and I don't know if you if it's on your phone it's not on everybody's uh, it's not on mine but Amazon is running beta about Inspire yes uh, have you heard of this feature yet oh yeah I just yeah. did a TikTok on it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, and it's, it's absolutely crazy because Amazon is starting to get into it. And the reason they're running beta is to figure out what kind of guidelines to put on it and what's the type of format that works best for sellers. But what's absolutely crazy is that it does like the people that can post through Inspire are sellers, right? And Amazon has what around 2 million active sellers right now. And talking yeah. about normal, regular distribution in the bell curve right that means like about one percent of the two million which is going to be your 20k right that will be posting content just any content at all and then one percent of that which is going to be your 2k will be posting high quality content and if you are going to be one of the sellers that are going to start right now you are going to go to insane heights because like two thousand people is not a lot whatsoever because on instagram I'm, I don't remember. I don't remember was the last time I looked at the statistics, but there's an insane amount of people that own Instagram, and you could easily, like, you you could see so many accounts having like seven hundred thousand, one million followers or whatever, right? But that's not you don't see that so often on Amazon, and imagine just having two thousand people who are posting, like, to be able to grow as a brand. Wow! Like as long as you're like doing good, high quality, and you're cross posting to TikTok. Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, YouTube Shorts, you already have outreach on six different platforms. And if you're doing it well, I think you could grow extremely, like an extremely crazy way. And a lot of this too is like if you, and we're going to get onto this in a second, but your user generated content, you could just repurpose that. So um, I was always big and I still am big on Amazon posts, but you could take that information and, and just repurpose it on all these different platforms, uh, I like to stagger it a little bit so you're not seeing the same image coming out every day, but it's already there for you. And um, that's just, you don't have to make this difficult. Um, we're gonna get into some types of content as well in a second, but why don't we talk a little bit about um, user-generated content and let's have some tips about um, how we can get that. 
and the best yeah. way to use it. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Um, I think one of the best ways to do user-generated content, uh, especially if you're just starting out, right? Let's say you're like about to launch a product on Amazon. And what we do for our clients at Ritz Momentum is that we do insert cards uh, and, you know, there could be different types, right? Depending on the person's budget, you could get as creative as you possibly can. I'm yeah. sure you've seen Sean Hart had those like jump out boxes yeah, that really yeah. jump out at you. Like there's no way for you to miss it, right? And let's say you like you you're you're on a low budget, you could, you're still able to design a, a good insert card for cheap, right? And order it. And is you're one you're doing a you're 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 go you're walking the extra mile to provide a better consumer experience, right? Whether it's providing more information on your insert card or thanking a person for your purchase. And one of the things that we're doing is that. Uh, we're offering a gift, right? Obviously you don't see a free gift because that can kind of tread the line with TOS. Um, and say, so just fill out this form, right? And you ask them to fill out your form. Now you have their information, right? Something that Sean Hart really loves doing is, you know, getting their email, getting their name, right. getting their phone number if you want, which is something Amazon won't give you, right? And now you have that person's information and you're able to email them about like any deals that you have, any upcoming discounts, Right. And now you're able to even, you know, let's say maybe you're running a blog, right? For more information about your brand, more information about your product. Let's say, I don't know, you're selling a flavoring oil and you say, hey, check out our like five top recipes uh, that you could use this flavoring oil for, right? It's free information. And you're going to be kind of in the person's subconscious that as soon as you ever launch a new product and they order it, they're mostly going to want to post about it again. And if you're doing, you know, all of that, you're providing that kind of information and that kind of um, consumer experience, right? People think of you as a big and luxurious brand and what kind of person, you know, doesn't want to put on a Nike sports bra, take a picture of themselves in the gym and not tag them, right? And so that's that same stuff is going to happen. And if you're able, right, you're going to obviously when they tag you or post it on your story. That's a great way to repurpose user-generated content. It's the easiest one, right? Because you're immediately able to just add it to your story. But you're also able to, you know, take screenshots of it, put it up on your website, and put up like a big phrase that says, look at what our customers said, right? Like, don't trust us, trust them. You know, right. that kind of stuff. Exactly. And then you're obviously able to uh, put that into later content of, uh, like, we went from, just this like this many reviews this much UGC in 2022 look how much we have in 2023 right and if people see that oh other people like their product and they like it so much that they're posting about it we should uh, like we should we should do it too right? right so you're basically able to use your consumers to convince your future consumers and if people like your product especially if they're repeat buyers uh and they see that insert, you could just put something as simple as tag us, you know, just tag us using the product. And I know we have a, a, a client that has knives and he's done that. And he's got tons of user generated content just from saying tag us. And so what he does with that is he goes, he uses an application. Um, I think it's called repost. Uh, I think that's what it is. And um, they're a dime a dozen, but they'll allow you to um, uh, take that uh, image, 
download it to your photos and upload it to uh, posts. And it does tag the person. It shows the, the, the person's account on it. So it gives them credit, but just tons and tons uh, just to be a little bit creative. He created a, um, a meal plan, a 52 week mm -hmm. meal plan. And he was able to every week send out week two, week three, week four. If the person uh, did it in second quarter, he would start not with week one, but that week uh, within the year. And he would always talk about uh, the product and tag us. The other thing uh, he did is he went to chefs and, all over the world and he went to culinary schools, uh, a variety of them. He said, I'm going to provide you with knives. Uh, but at the end of your, uh, at, at, at graduation, I want you to tag us and I want you to give us your favorite recipes. So every week he was, uh, he was posting on Amazon, the recipes, and he would also take those recipes and use it for his meal plan. But it was awesome. He did kind of the circle of life and, uh, he has so much user content, but he did get stung. One of the things that I think is very important is that if you are ever going to be using an influencer, you have to make sure you know what their TOS is. And if they're you paying them for um, a shoppable video or a product or an unboxing and they're doing it and they're posting it to whatever their site is, you have to make sure that you have uh, the ability to use or transfer that copyright over to you to use on your platform. Uh, this guy that our client, uh, uh, we weren't, we weren't doing this, but uh, he was doing a YouTube video paid $7,500, like high, high end um, uh, video. And then he put it on his Amazon site and it hit the roof. Um, all of a sudden the influencer, you stole this from, yeah, it was bad. So, um, I just wanted to say that you have to make sure you have the rights to post the user generated content on your platform and which ones and for how long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You should, you should always go through those kinds of agreements, right? Because certain influencers, you know, they like getting their money purely from the link under their yeah. YouTube video, right? Not just, you know, from you reposting it again. Right. So that's always just a good thing to talk about. Uh, prior to that, um, actually talking about, you know, links in YouTube videos. Uh, I think I heard this from a Sean Hart presentation, but if not, then I'm sorry for the mix up, but uh, it was uh, basically, how do you find an influencer uh, for your specific brand? And man, I need to come back to this presentation, honestly, like I'll come back to it and I'll put it in the uh, comment or the chat after like the podcast is posted. Okay. It's basically you look for, uh, you type in the product name and then you type in like dot slash and a specific link code. And when you look that up on YouTube, it pulls up every single influencer who's ever promoted a type of product. And then you're able to just, you know, look at their engagement ratios to see which influencer you'd like to go with the most. Uh, yeah, just... I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the specific link to use to look for the influencers, but it's actually a really quick way instead of you know going to Google and being like knife influencer, yep. right? You're able to go to YouTube and look up knife and then the actual like link code 
and then you're just gonna get to see all the videos and it's going to be people influencers posting their referral link with the product name and then that way you're actually able to look at amazon influencers themselves and most likely they're influencers for other platforms as well now i know for um uh, blogs so if i was looking for uh an influencer but they were more blog related uh, one of the things that uh, we did now this goes back years but uh we would go to perina let's say and uh, take a look at their blog and if it, it, it was a it was a quality blog. So we wanted to get other uh, related articles. We would use a search operator like, um, I think it was just similar or a rate related. No, it was similar. Uh, and then it was, uh, it was just colon. And then you take the URL, put it into the, um, the field and hit enter. And you would just get a ton of um uh of blog articles uh that you could take a look at for your uh for your niche so yeah. that was just another way that we were looking at it um so yeah. anyways to a lot of those, to a lot of the like when you look up you know best i don't know let's say i'm shopping for a watch right and i look at like best watch and then let's say 2023 or like yeah. best uh dress store 2023 a lot of those blog post websites uh you could actually reach out to them and, and be like, hey, I have like a, a product that's really related to the niche that you always talk about. Uh, like, I'll pay you, like, how much do you charge to put me on a specific spot? So a lot of the time when you see products on spots like one, two, three, four, five, like top 10, uh, they're actually normally paid. So that blog yeah. normally doesn't actually just look for them and put them on there. Somebody's actually paying to be on that specific spot. Yeah, uh, there's so many of those as well. Um, you could hire a VA just to go out there, research them, and you know, just send off, uh, you know, an email. And don't don't send off the typical form email. Um, but I would try to, if the page has got a certain personality or the influencer's got a certain personality, kind of reflect that in the first paragraph at least. Um, nobody likes form uh, form emails. Uh, but that's yeah. Uh, do you have anything else about this uh, about user generated content? How do you go out and find that right influencer? Um, honestly, before you even get to influencers, I want to make sure that everybody understands this. And this, I'm going to mention this in one of the don'ts again. Mm -hmm. But if you do not have a built out account on uh, like say like Instagram or TikTok and you're using an Instagram or TikTok influencer, like like don't even worry about using Instagram or TikTok influencer if you don't have a high quality account on those platforms. Mm. Because basically what you're asking is for that influencer to use their reputation and risk it by telling them to go to your account, right? Which, and let's say there's no quality content, there's no like good optimized bio there's no highlights there's no website link it's just your logo right and you're not providing any value on it let's say i'm listening to i don't know lady gaga and she goes hey go buy this you know makeup brush and then i go on the link and i click on the brand account and there's nothing there i don't get that like second proof of oh i should actually go and make this purchase and now i don't trust this influencer either because now they're going and recommending a brand 
that doesn't even it's not even willing to go the extra mile to provide me with the extra information about their product. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and that's when we get, and I'm not, I'm not an info. I got zero followers. So, but on our journey, we're asking people to send us products and some products just don't make the cut. And that's exactly why, because it's your name that's going out there. And if you got some crappy product and you're saying, go and buy it, well, you just lost a bunch of people that were following because it's a crappy product. It's, it's yeah. like your Amazon listing, your Amazon listing. I, I hear so many, I hear a lot of uh, Amazon sellers uh, over the years talk about, uh, you know, their listing. I, I've asked, Hey, why don't you send it over? I'll take a look at it. First thing that stands out is it's a crappy listing. Well, exactly. You know, no copywriting, you... <laughs> no good design. Exactly. You no know, crappy SEO. You're not even doing EBC. Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, and I'm surprised at, at some sellers that I would have thought would have had much better websites or product listings. And if you don't get that right, then, you know, you're, you, you've got it. If you have a crappy website or a, a product listing and your product's awesome, you're killing yourself. If you've got a great looking uh, website or product listing and you have a crappy product, same thing's going to happen. You're going to get yeah. one stars because yeah. you're this perceived value isn't there. It's got to be at the level of your product listing. But anyways, yeah. back to back to influencers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's say you do have a well-built out brand, right? Or at least you're starting out and you like, you know, you're going to be posting, right? And you were looking for an ins influencer. Uh, I suggest one, literally just looking on the platform where you're looking for influencers, right? For me, I study social media every single day and I actually have a whole catalog of influencers for different categories. And what I do is that I look up long tail, like medium, t uh, long tail, and then high volume and the medium volume keywords. And I look for, you know, let's say I'm looking for a gym influencer, right? I'm selling a resistant brand, right? I'm looking for, uh, you know, gym uh, tips, leg day, uh, arm day, right you know because like those like different like medium tail long tail ones that are not as so popular but i know that the person that's willing to go out of their way to go and post about a specific workout or exercise is probably willing to post about others which means their content is already high quality which means i want to go and reach out to them and be like hey would you be willing to go and you know use this product and you know you know basically be an influencer do influencer things Right. And I always want to be double checking how many brands are the influencers for, because if they're influencers for too many brands, that probably means that their uh, ratio for content is not as good, which means people are getting a lot of promo content rather than mm -hmm. value content from them. So that's what I would be looking for as well. Yeah. But to be honest, I would literally just go on the platform and look for different words that relate to the content that I want to see rather than the influencer itself because everything on instagram and tiktok that's searchable except the comments so hashtags caption your account right whatever it is that you say in your caption um that's you could search for that in the sound as well right so as long as that person mentions that in their caption uh or it's like in their account name or it's even in their bio right i'll be able to see it 
right? So it's, I want to be working with an influencer that's willing to provide value because I know that that's the same attitude that they will be making my content with. Well, I have just got a, a, a new goal for my life. And that's to be in your influencer book at some point. Oh, you were the first one, Norm. It's oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. On, you're on the cover. Yeah. To, yeah, you're yeah this is the sure. do not go to. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right. We're, pro I don't know, uh, we're probably uh, beyond the, the bottom of the hour, but just to let you know, um, this is a pre-recorded show. We still have a prize today, Wheel of Kelsey. Uh, if you want to enter it, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people and you'll get a second entry. We've got a great giveaway. Lisa, can you tell us about it? Absolutely. So I actually do not do this for a living. It is my passion. So be sure that when I do it, I will do it with my with the utmost effort. But it's an Instagram account audit, right? I see a lot of brands making mistakes on their accounts, whether it's, you know, underselling themselves, undermining the value that they have for a product, or not having enough CTAs, or just honestly not having enough good content. Uh, I always, I'm always, honestly, I'll do this for free for absolutely anyone. But uh, for a detailed one, like you will send me your analytics and I will look at ever, absolutely everything from your brand account. Uh, it's basically an Instagram audit. So kind of like a listing audit, right? When you look at the slides, the SEO, uh, right? The EBC, pretty much same thing just for an Instagram account. So I'll be looking at your bio, uh, at your following, at your followers. I will ask you to send me your analytics, which a uh, cool thing, by the way, you're now able to go to Instagram. Uh, I mean, this feature has kind of been around for a while, but just not in every country. And you're able to download all of your analytics and all of your data, and it will give you all of your charts, your most active times, like when is your audience most uh, active during the day, when it's active during most of like during the week. Uh, and that's something I'll be looking at, and I'll be looking at your posts, and I will be giving you recommendations uh, for the types of posts that you should be making. That's awesome. So hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. And tag two people and you'll be entered into this awesome giveaway. All right, Kels, can we go to a sponsor and then we'll come right back. Launching products isn't like it used to be. To successfully launch your product, you need to hit that algorithm from all sides. Driving external sales, boosting social signals, and increasing product listing engagement are fundamental to success. Rebate is the first and only launch platform that delivers across this broad range. Get your product featured on Amazon.live through Rebates Influencer Program. With this service, your product gets instant exposure to large audiences of shoppers and permanent placement on Amazon Influencer Storefront, which drives perpetual sales. Run a sweepstakes campaign on Rebate and connect with shoppers off Amazon. And lastly, Drive external sales with tried and true deals campaigns. Visit rebate.com today and get started with your 14-day free trial. Okay, we're back. And this is a, I love this topic. I love talking about social media, especially now that I'm two feet into it. But uh, let's talk a little bit about um, repurposing. Do you have a blueprint for brands when they're repurposing content? Um, 
I mean, I think every single brand kind of deserves a customizable approach, right? Mm -hmm. Because, for example, uh, if my product is very community-based um, or it's, uh, it's related more to like a local community or it's not for everyone, I would be looking at Facebook way more. I would be creating a Facebook group and creating more of a community around that, right? If it's more impulse-based, I would be using Instagram or TikTok, right? Uh, but if your product kind of meets both, right, uh, I think you're able to take uh, different types of photos, different types of videos, and cross-posting is kind of another term for mm -hmm. uh, repurposing, right, because you're basically using that content again. Uh, a great tip is if you have content that has done really well before, uh, right, you've got a really good engagement ratio, you get a lot of comments, maybe you even got feedback on how to make that content better, you should post it again, and maybe add something to it, or maybe change the copywriting a little bit, right, you could always do a little throwback, right, because if it did well before, it's probably going to do really well again, right, sometimes I will repost a reel that I made a few months ago, and I will get a lot of engagement, just because it did really like really good back then. And I've gotten new followers since like, you know, I've gotten a new audience and that audience likes it too. So that's always a good thing to do. Like, don't be afraid to post something that you've posted a little while ago. Right. I don't know. Maybe you say start out this Monday with remembering how to keep your uh, listing optimized. Right. Like, let's say you talked about optimization tips three mm -hmm. months ago. You could always repost that on your story again. You know, post it on TikTok, right? Because there's so many people watching that probability is you're going to hit different people and you are going to hit, you know, different viewers, obviously, except like your followers. So maybe you, if you're posting a reel, you can always choose to post it on your feed uh, or to post it both on your feed and just the reel page, right? So therefore, let's say you're repurposing a reel you've posted before and you just don't want your followers to see it again. You could always just post it on the real page instead. And then most likely it's going to be a completely different audience is going to see that content. I didn't know that. Now that's, that's, that's a great point. Okay. I could talk to you all day about this. Um, <laughs> and I hope you come back because uh, I, I think we should be diving more into tips and tricks and just ways to grow engagement on social media. It's so important. Yeah, absolutely. It's part of your brand. And one of the one of the most important things, I think, we're all micro brands. Uh, very, very, very rare you would see an actual brand. We're micro brands. And what do people do? They don't know you. They don't know your, know your name. They go to Amazon. The first thing they're going to do is go to Google. And if your social media or if your website doesn't look good, it's not consistent, then you'll have a problem. I say, like, I, I tell people that uh, for the most part, people are looking for red flags. Um, they don't, if if they see something that's like kosher and everything's consistent, they're happy. But if they see that red flag, they're gone and they're going to the competitor if it's apples to yeah, apples. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's what normally is going to happen, right? Yeah. They're going to be looking which one has more red flags versus mm -hmm. which one has more pros. Because most of the time, like no one's going to be selling, you know, a shitty product on purpose, 
right? right? At that, at a certain point, you're going to be looking at which one do I like less and for which reasons, right? And it's one of the reasons like you should be on most of the platforms out there, right? You should be on blog posts because when someone searches up, you know, your brand or you're running ads or something like that, you want to be popping up on every other or every result, right? Because, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest and YouTube stuff, it's all searchable on Google as well, right? right. So if you're popping up there and you're popping up in the images tab and when the person searches up for, you know, recipes or meal plans, you're also popping up there as well. And you're kind of everywhere in their subconscious that from the moment they need to be shopping for your product, they'll immediately be like, I saw that before. And they already have that social proof instead of needing to go and compare you to other people. All right. Okay. Now let's talk about the don'ts. There's a slew of them. So what do, what should people not do? Uh, Okay. So first one, uh, don't get an influencer unless you have a well-built brand on Instagram or TikTok, because one, you're cutting down the reputation of the influencer. Uh, Two, you're cutting down on your own sales. Uh, And three, if anything, you're pushing back audience away from your product rather than making them incentive to go and buy it. Um, Another don't, and I cannot stress this one enough, (laughs) do not get fake followers. This is, I know it's so tempting because like, this is why we have the 1% of the population I, but consistency, 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 I promise you, as long as you're learning and posting good content and realizing what your audience likes, you will get to the following and the engagement ratios that you want to get to because fake followers will not get, get you there. And here's why. Instagram will be looking at your engagement ratio. So let's say you get fake followers. You're at 100K, right? Your friends and family follow you. These are the people that will be engaging with your content. Those fake followers are not there to like your posts, comment on them anytime soon. They got paid to go follow you and that's it, right? So on Instagram over time, let's say you post and your content is good. But they, but Inst- what Instagram will see is that most of your followers, because to them, they're still real followers, are not engaging with your content, right? Let's say like it's, you get maybe 20 likes and you will see this a lot in different industries when you know, the hot shots decided to, you know, get a bunch of fake followers, but then anytime they make content, even though it's high quality, they'll get like 20 or 13 likes on it. Right. And then, you know, that's like, people realize that that's the second reason, right? People are not dumb. They can see that you went and got some fake followers, which again, will just drive customers away. Um, And three, you can't refer to that situation because to Instagram, they're still real followers, right? It's very, like, even though Instagram is more strict about it, uh, there's, it's still very hard to distinct between the, like, the two, right? So an agency comes up to you, you're like, you're looking for one, right? And say, we're going to clean out your account of all the fake and inactive followers. Okay, what Instagram sees now is that all of the followers that you've had before are unfollowing you, which tells them that, oh, your content is crap, so then no matter what you post or how much you post, like Instagram is not going to want to rank your content anymore. So the only way to, you know, get the following that you want is just to start from scratch again. So fake followers is definitely a big one. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I fell for that one early, earlier on. And, um, uh, I'm not sure if you know, Wilfred, uh, Wilfred Lightheart. Anyways, he looked at it and he goes, what did you do to this? <laughs> and it was like a hundred thousand followers. He goes, you got no engagement. Like this is full of fake followers. And we, we, at the time we didn't know, we just had this person working for us full time. And we just thought, wow, she's doing a great job. Look at all these followers we're getting. And uh, then he looked at it and he went, nope, this is no good. And uh, cheap followers too. So getting cheap likes. So going out and they were, uh, I think there was a, a Bangladesh, India, uh, he just looked uh, at the world map and he goes, yeah, all they did is go after wherever the, in the world you can get a cheap like and you paid for it. Yeah. So his what he said is you got 100,000 um, followers here and you've got all this work that you put into it. Engagement sucks. Uh, get rid of it and start yeah. from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. I cried yeah. a little bit with all the money we spent on it. Yeah, I'm sure I would have too as well. Yeah, we had somebody else do that on our social media team before. And we already knew that that kind of stuff wasn't working. And they drove it to actually our YouTube. And which sucks because to repost stuff on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok is a little easier than reposting stuff on YouTube. Mm. So yeah, we were glad we caught it a little earlier. uh, But you know, that's kind of stuff happens. Um, another don't, uh, don't put your hashtags in your comments. The whole point of hashtags is that you can search them up. What? Right. That you could follow a hashtag, right? Because whenever, let's say you search something up on Instagram is, let's say, I don't know, I'm looking for Amazon seller tips, right? If that hashtag is in the comment, I'm not going to find it because comments are not searchable. You're not able to find one. And at a certain point, some people thought that was like, oh my God, I found this great hack yeah. where I put comments, where I put hashtags in my comments. And that actually doesn't work. Let's say, I don't know, you posted like 50 different hashtags and every single one of them was a separate comment. Okay, now that people just see a lot of comments on there, right? Which might have been one of the things that drove up your content, but you actually can't search that. So anyone that's fallen for it before, I have. Um, and it's only, it's not until I actually started getting into social media that I did, or that I didn't realize that that kind of tip was not working. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's just another one, uh, a big one. And again, this is for people who are struggling to grow and, you know, like I have been posting for the last year, right. And I have, and it's very hard to, you know, manage content with another job. Right. And I'm sure you get like, you're super busy as well. So you'll have to make the time to make content and then right. be able to make that content better with copywriting and sounds and then posting it. Right. Um, so for those of you kind of struggling and, you know, not wanting to get out there because of how hard it is, um, try to switch your perspective from followers and likes and comments to engagement ratios. So basically let's say you posted a video and it got, 1,000 views, right? Which for Instagram, it's, it's not a lot. But let's say you got 100 likes, right? That's a 10% engagement ratio. As long as you get a 10% engagement ratio or up, that video is good. That's good content, right? Because it doesn't matter if a video got 500,000 views, but it only gets, let's say, 1,000 likes, right? That's not a good engagement ratio whatsoever. 
So those views don't even matter, right? So maybe let's say you posted something that even got 100 views, but it got 10 likes, that's a good engagement ratio. 100 views, 50 likes, beautiful engagement ratio, right? So engagement ratios actually kind of matter more. So just kind of switch your perspective to that. Um, Very good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of things at the top of my head. Um, bios, right? So again, everything is searchable except the comments on your account. So think of your account as a listing, right? You want to be including some high volume, some uh, medium volume, and some long tail keywords in there, right? That way, when people search something and related to your niche or for services that you offer, you're immediately going to be able to pop up, right? So optimizing your bio is very good. Um, not enough people utilize highlights. Uh, and what highlights do is one, they prompt you to post stories, right? And stories is a good way to stay connected with your audience instead of popping up in front of their face every now and then, right? And then being able to, and it's kind of a way of repurposing content really, is to put it into a highlight, right? So for Norm, maybe a good set of highlights would be um, Q4, right? Tips for Q4. Op listing optimization tips, influencers, uh, our story, uh, FAQ, right? And then that way people, let's say you weren't able to make all of those into reels or into like big Instagram posts, they're now into in small stories where if people ever ask you questions, you're like, hey, go to this highlight, there's already a lot of information in there, right? So if you, got, if you get the Instagram audit, that's one of the things that we'll be suggesting. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to ask Kelsey if we're doing that. <laughs> Again, yeah. he doesn't get paid much. But uh, <laughs> anyways, I think unless there's anything else you'd like to wrap up with, um, we're pretty much there. Is there any last words? Um, I love your podcast. Oh, thank you. Keep listening to Norm. <laughs> that, yeah, that's there. Um, you can always follow me on Instagram, Elizabeth Ritz, just my name. Um, I do my best to post there as much as I can. Yeah. So I have a highlight specifically for social media tips just for that uh, because I don't always post, but I will always highlight it when I do. Um, and yeah, do not use my Instagram account as a good example of a good account whatsoever because I work so much that I do not post enough. Uh, but I try to be as consistent as possible and I will talk about it. But yeah, that's that's a don't. Do not use my account as an example of a good influencer account. That yeah, that that, that that's definitely something you should be considering. Also, the cobbler shoes. Someone, yeah. Also, if you're trying to hire someone, this is this one's very difficult. But it's finding a person that can manage your social media and oh, yeah. be creative with your content. Right. Think of going to universities and getting like looking for majors like marketing and ba right and then talking to their dean and offering an internship and then that way you're kind of able to pull those people back who are like oh yeah i'm gonna get the degree i'm gonna get that job you know they're still kind of passionate about business right they're still not very killed by homework mm -hmm. you're like hey you're gonna learn on the job and you get the opportunity to be as creative as you want and you eat what you're killed right the more you grow, the more pay, like the more pay you get, right? However you want to structure your salary or internship or whatnot. Uh, but that's a good way to kind of get someone out there because if you're looking for someone who is in the university, uh, they're still in the, they're in the, they're in the generation 
where we grew up with social media most of our lives, right? So if you grow up using it, you're most likely way more able to adapt to it than, you know, people who didn't really grow up with it, like Norm. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah. uh, there was not even, I'm not kidding, there was no computers around. <laughs> it was black yeah. and white TV. You'd have to get off the couch to turn your channel. Yeah. I'm a fossil. I am. I'm just a fossil. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was still kind of in Russia. We're all like 20 years behind. So when, so when my mom, she actually sold one of her businesses, I remember watching her on my grandma's like old Soviet Union crickling TV. That, and my mom is like getting interviewed. Well, literally like one of the moments that I remember most about my childhood. But yeah, I, like I was at a moment where, you know, they have the carpets on the walls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're like those like really old chairs. You can barely hear the TV. It's kind of discolored. You know, you're still using the record players, cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was kind of in that, like in that moment for a little bit. Uh, so you, you lived a bit of my life. <laughs> yeah just a little bit just like a tiny bit yeah so i totally get it yeah it's it's definitely like we are very lucky to be having this many resources yeah. to grow for sure yeah very good very good it was just it was awesome having you on uh we we, yeah. we are going to have you back uh for sure for, for sure. sure yeah but uh yeah. anyways one other thing i want to mention too um if you want to uh get in touch uh with ritz momentum it's an awesome company to work with. Um, I've known um, Isab uh, Lisa's mother for a little while and uh, uh, her husband, and they're just awesome people to work with. So if you get a chance, check out Ritz Momentum. We'll put that into the comments uh, during this, uh, during the during the live, which this will be a pre-record, kind of confusing, yeah. but uh, you know what I mean. All right. So Kelsey, why don't we run the last commercial? Then we'll come back to the wheel of Kelsey. I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer, for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right. Kelsey, where are you, sir? All right. Yes, thank you everyone for joining today's episode. Uh, I guess it's time for the Wheel of Kelsey. It is. All right, so we're doing things a little differently today. So everyone who entered in the comment sections, we're not going to be able to announce the winner today or during this episode, but we'll uh, put the winner in the comments afterwards once we're actually able to have Wi-Fi and uh, choose a winner, um, and then we'll contact you directly. So uh, just a little heads up that the winner will be a little delayed. But anyways, we can still play the song. Um, 
And uh, yeah, here we go. It's time for the Wheel of All right, oh congratulations. <laughs> I feel, I think I can die now. I think that fulfilled my life. That was <laughs> everything I needed was that like seven second Wheel of Kelsey intro. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was like one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So we have a winner. We don't know who it is, but congrats. Yes, congratulations. congratulations. Uh, but right. yeah, we'll uh, we'll reach out. And uh, as uh, Norm said, uh, you can find all the links um, to Elizaveta and Ritz Momentum in the description of this episode um, or wherever you're listening to. Either that's on YouTube or podcast or Facebook. Um, you'll be able to find those in the descriptions. So, Lisa, you're going to be in the back room for a second. We're going to come right back to you. I'm just uh, going to let everybody know that... Uh, Join us every Monday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. And like I always say, even though I can't see any comments right now, but we have an awesome community. And if you go over to uh, the Facebook group, you'll see why. Tons and tons of engagement. Uh, we love you guys. And we could not do this without you. So we will see you next time on Lunch with Norm. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.